We've been on this series, and what we're basically looking on is marked off why membership matters. And what we're beginning to look at here is how the church is different from the world. In other words, you can belong to civic clubs and the Rotary, Kiwanis, and Lions, and Masonic Lodge, and you can be in health clubs or gyms, and that's fine. That's fine. But the church is different. In Acts 40 or Acts 2:42, we see that the church is marked off in this verse, where it says, "The early Christians they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to fellowship, the breaking of bread, and to prayer." So this passage marks out for us as believers some of the things that we should be doing. The apostles' teaching we looked at last week. Today we're looking at fellowship. There was a new pastor that went to a Midwestern town. He spent the first few days of the week visiting church members, inviting them for his first service. And the following Sunday, the church was all but empty. Accordingly, the pastor placed a notice in the local newspaper stating that because the church was dead, it was his duty to give it a decent burial. So he invited everyone to the funeral and said it would be the following Sunday morning. Well, that Sunday morning, there was a large crowd of curious church people that showed up. And in front of the church, right in front of the pulpit, was a huge casket and flowers around it. And the pastor did a wonderful eulogy on the church. And he invited everyone to come up and pay their final respects to the dead church. Well, they were filled with curiosity when the lid was open and people filed, filed by and looked into the casket. And when they looked in, each mourner turned away with a guilty, sheepish look. What had happened was in the coffin was a mirror angled so that each person saw themselves. The church is the people. It's not the brick and mortar that we have here. And a church's strength and success is based on the men and women who attend the church. Like the 100 volunteers we had this past week, teaching, assisting, helping, cleaning, corralling kids. See, the church is supposed to be a transformational influence in the community. A church is supposed to make positive changes, reaching out and touching the lives of both the people that attend the church and those outside the church. And that is why this church, Mount Pisgah, needs to be intentional about transformation. Not only Vacation Bible School Week, but the other 51 weeks of the year. And what would it look like for an entire church all of its people to be agents of change. Not only on Sunday morning, but during the week in our family, in our neighborhoods, in our jobs, in our school. What would that look like? And what does this church have to offer the community? What we offer the community can make a lasting eternal difference in the community. Think about it. How many suicides of famous people have we had in the last couple of weeks? Why is that? 
Maybe there's an empty spot in their heart that only God can fill that they tried to fill with other things. Our church offers that which can fill the empty heart. And our goal should be that we want people to come to this church and head out after worship, being able to say, I think I found a family where I can belong. See, we should want at Mount Pisgah to be a place where people not only believe, but a place where people belong. A place where people can say, I belong, because see, in the human being, there is a built-in need for belonging. And God has a solution for that. See, Solomon recognized this in the Old Testament in Ecclesiastes chapter 4. And he basically gives us three things that humans need. First of all, we need to be people that have that need for belonging. See, we were designed from the beginning not to do life alone. The Lone Ranger is a Hollywood creation, not a biblical creation. See, you were wired and designed emotionally, relationally, physically, and spiritually to be in community with other people. That's why Ecclesiastes 4 says in verse 9, two are better than one. See, we're designed, first of all, to be producers, not stagnant. God wired us to be productive. Let me ask you, how much horsepower is in one horse? Answer, one. But when you team up a horse in pairs or more, the power collectively becomes stronger to where two to three horses can almost double the horsepower. And we've learned that two people can lift more than one individually. There's a dynamic happening, not only among animals and horses, but among people. And Solomon observed that two people are more productive together than individually. So we need to be productive. Solomon also says we have a need for friendship. A need for friendship. We all know the old commercial from years ago, I've fallen and I can't get up, where the lady gets down. And life is difficult and life has a way of kicking us. And as you go along and if life is great, you have a great marriage, a great family, a great job and great finances, well, around that proverbial corner is that proverbial bus that hits us. And we have health issues, finance issues, job loss, sickness, or death. Life whacks us down. In that moment, you're going to be saying help. And if you have that community, those friends, that church, there will be somebody to help you get up. Solomon goes on to say in verse 12, there's a need for protection. The one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves, but a cord of three strands is not quickly broken. And what about a cord of four, five, six, a hundred strands? He's reminding us there's strength in numbers. And the more the merrier. Life is dangerous. 
Do not do it alone. And Solomon hopes we understand that we all have a human need to belong, and that's not optional. It's built into you. That need to be more productive, to have friends to help in difficult times, and to offer protection when danger comes. And the suggestion is, only the fool will do life alone. But we need to understand that there's a need for belonging. And God has a solution beyond just our biological family. God describes in the New Testament His church using the family symbol. And God could have used the business model saying, I'm the boss, you're the employees. He could have used the military model, I'm the commander, you're my troops. But it's no accident that in the Bible, God describes the church using family language. In Galatians 6.10, he says, the family of believers. In 1 Thessalonians 4.10, the love, all of God's family. And even in 1 Peter 5, 8 and 9, he warns us of the need of the church family. Because Satan's out there waiting to pick us off. Be alert of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Resist him. Stand firm in the faith because you know that the family of believers throughout the world are undergoing the same suffering. You see, by becoming a part of the church, with Jesus' help, we protect each other against Satan's attack. We are all of the same family, and it doesn't matter who you are, what background, how old you are, what color you are. God has wired us up to belong and has provided a church to be a spiritual family for His children. See, the church can come in and meet a lot of the family needs. And the wise person understands that God's solution for belonging is the church. So what difference does this make? Why is this so important? So what do a lot of people in our community need and don't have that we can offer? Family. They need a church family to meet the needs of belonging. And we here at Mount Pisgah have what they need. A church isn't a perfect family. But we can help meet those basic human needs that we looked at earlier. That we can be people that are able to help people be productive and to become productive members of their community by helping their marriages and their families and helping them in their jobs and their schools. In every aspect of our community, our church offers. You saw in the announcements, we got a marriage seminar coming up in August. We do counseling. We offer financial peace. We did a woman's seminar back in the early spring. We just did VBS. We have Sunday school. We've got church camp. We've got small groups. We've got Bible studies. We are there to offer an opportunity to be productive and to make friends and to have protection because there's strength in numbers. And when we gather on Sunday morning, it's a celebration. And when you gather here and look around this room, it ought to remind you that you're not alone. That there are other people in the same boat. 
And you aren't alone in life when it comes to a building full of other Christians. We are reminded in Hebrews 10.25, as Randy read, do not give up the meeting together as some in their habit of doing, but encourage one another all the more as you see the day approaching. See, we have other Christians in our lives to protect us, to guide us, to comfort and encourage us. The church is here to offer a family where people can belong, where we can be more productive, where we can have more friends, where we can have protection. I've been watching uh, TV shows on MeTV and WKRP, Gomer Pyle, kind of flashbacks to my younger years, but one show that was on was Cheers. And Cheers stole the church's theme song. Yes, it's a bar, but it was a place where a group of people found community, they found friends, they found family. When you look at the lyrics, making your way in the world today takes everything you've got. Take a break from all your worries should help a lot. Wouldn't you like to get away? And sometimes you want to go where everyone knows your name. And they're always glad you came. Some place to go where people know that troubles are all the same. Somewhere to go where everyone knows your name. That's what the church is. A place to go. A place where everyone knows your name. And our goal is to transform our community by extending an invitation for all those around us to join our family. Which brings us to the next question. Who have you invited to become a part of our family? We have a welcome center full of information and, and, and little bulletins that you can hand out. See, you can invite someone to come and it could change their life forever. I challenge you to help this church to be a life-changing church where people can belong. Let us pray. Lord, as we gather here this morning, we just thank you that we're a church where we can be a part of people's lives, where people can belong. Let us understand how God has wired us to belong and let us help all those that need to hear that to connect. And it's in your name we pray. Amen.